Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Everybody is sitting there locked and loaded on the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft that currently belongs to the San Francisco 49ers. But I want to talk about a different Bay Area team for the moment, a team that frankly just moved to San Francisco. That would be the Golden State Warriors. And instead of talking about the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft, I want to revert back to a conversation on the seventh pick in the 2009 NBA draft. And that man, of course, is Steph Curry. Welcome back, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Travis Rogers in for JJ. I'll be back next week. He's old teammate at ESPN 710 in L.A. We spent our previous segment talking a little bit about the greatness of Steph Curry, some numbers that boggle our mind on Curry and whether he really is in the pantheon that many people want to put him in. It seems hard to argue. He's got two MVPs. He won back-to-back MVPs, 2014-2015, and then 2015-2016, including a unanimous MVP in there. But key, at this point, they are a 29-29 and ball club. They're sitting at ninth place in the West. They've been ravaged by injuries. Curry's doing everything he can, scoring nearly half a hundred again last night, 49 and a big win. Over the six round it up, going to give him the extra point, man. <laughs> if, if anybody deserves it, <laughs> we'll give it to him. So they're 29 and 29. We know what's been done before with the MVP, with Curry, with the way he's playing, single handedly keeping the Warriors in the Western Conference playoff picture. Yes, they're ninth, but remember with the play in game, seven through 10 will have an opportunity to get into the proper playoff field. Would you give him MVP consideration? This year, 29 and 29 MVP consideration for all he has done. I think he gets the, the consideration. Absolutely. Because they wouldn't be 29 and 29 without him. They wouldn't even be in the mix to have a conversation about the playing game. I think when, but I don't know if he can win it. I know he the conversation for sure. If there's votes to be getting uh, gotten, then I'll sign off on him to get one of my votes. I just think that when you start to look at some of the other players from a month ago that was involved, whether it was LeBron James or Harden, you know, you start having that conversation. They've been missing in action here recently because of injuries, because they've had to sit on the sideline. He continues to keep pushing forward, and his team continues to win these games. Now, when he's scoring these points, it's not like they're losing the games. They're actually winning some of these games. You know, guys can score a lot of points and go home with an L. They're actually getting W's as he's scoring. Yeah, look, I, I think that he'll get votes, like you said, Key. I think that he'll probably finish pretty high when it's all said and done on the MVP list, but he's not going to win it for, for all the reasons that we're talking about. First of all, they're barely 500. They're barely holding on to a playoff spot, and not because of anything he hasn't done, but that's where they are. They, they, you rarely see MVPs come from teams that are at that point in the, in the standings. I think what's working against him, too, is the fact that he already has a couple. If this was Steph Curry's finest moment, if you go back a couple of years ago and he didn't get those MVPs, if they gave him the LeBron or, or whoever else was hot in those particular seasons and Steph had that hole in his resume, because we know that a big part of these MVP conversations are narrative and who gets it because not only are they having a great season, but for all of the other reasons that you stack up on top of it. There's no hole in Steph Curry's resume. He's got two of these. He's got one of them that was a unanimous MVP, which almost never happened 
happens. In fact, I think he's the only one that's ever done that. So you've got a guy that has two already, so I don't think you're going to get it. I think you're going to see him finish somewhere in the top two or three of this thing because Embiid has missed time, because LeBron has missed time, because so Kevin Durant has missed a bunch of times. Jokic is probably your winner right now. Maybe Embiid is probably still poking around in there. I think Curry gets close, but I'd be stunned if he wins it. Bernard in Baltimore, speak the truth about Steph Curry. Bernard, you don't want to speak the truth? Guess he doesn't. Oh, Bernard is gone. All right, Eb Scrolla. Byron in Louisiana, what you got for us this morning? Yeah, good morning, DJ. Uh, Zubin and uh, Keisha, how y'all doing? What's, What's happening, up? man? Yeah, I just want to just chime in on, uh, uh, like the guy said, he turned back the hands of time. Uh, Tim Lego said we're we'll covering. Uh, they got a guy named Evangelist Torrin. He's going to be one year old then. Tom Brady played running back on his Twitter. He asked Jim Mercy for a tryout. His name is Evangelist Torian. He's going to be one year old, and he'll play running back, and he's going to be anointed. And uh, so that's why I want to chime in by coverage. His, 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 his anointing is what's giving him the edge that God has blessed him with. It's not about the skill. It's that anointing. That's why he got the edge, like Michael Jordan had. That it's the favor, and that's why I want to chime in on that. See what you guys think. And this running back, just remember the name, Evangelist Torian. Yeah, it's Jim Mercy for a try. One year old in bread. He's going to be a blessed elite this year. Y'all have a blessed day. Okay, right. we'll file it away. We'll file it away for sure. I want you to file something from Nick Friedel here, our ESPN NBA reporter. He's been around the Warriors. He actually lives out in the Bay Area. Is very, very close to the team. Step up for some big money again after the conclusion of next season. There's been some rumors that perhaps he won't be a guy that'll end his career by the Bay Fridell wants to put an end to that conversation right now. There's no way that Steph, who has only ever said he wants to stay with the Warriors his whole career, and who has only ever said, I can't wait to play with Clay again, it's going to be great, and Draymond's still uh, rolling through either the end of his prime or, or towards that other stage uh, at a different point in his career, that Steph is suddenly going to walk away. Steph is going to sign that big money extension at some point. Mike in St. Louis, you're saying not so fast. No, I just, I mean, he's getting old. Uh, the Warriors are declining. Uh, he's won championships before. I think he's hungry for it. He wants to finish his career out. Uh, he said something interesting earlier. You know, LeBron can't do what he can do. He can't do what LeBron does. Uh, I'd like to see him in a Lakers jersey and uh, see them take on the Nets, uh, the feel-good Lakers against the Rebel Nets. Who doesn't want to see that? Mm. Yeah, only gold he's going to be wearing is the gold that's in the Golden State Warriors uniform. That's <laughs> Look, about I, it, right, Trav? I, I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I think so. If you if you made me place a bet on whether I think Curry's going to leave the Warriors, I'm making you place no. a bet right now. I, I would say no, but here's why I want to hedge, though, Key. Tom Brady's in Tampa. Okay, Tom Brady, the true. greatest quarterback of true. all time, true. who won everything there is to win in, in New England, true. who was an icon there. He's wearing a different uniform on a different team with different coaches and different teammates. LeBron James is on his third different team, fourth different stop. Guys leave, right? True. I, 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 Steph is Absolutely. a little bit different for all the reasons that we talked about, but once Tom Brady was in Tampa doing what he does, all bets are off, man. Yeah. The, the Derek Jeters of the world who stay in one place forever and ever are the exception. They're not the rule. Maybe maybe Steph is an exception too, but I, I, I'm never going to say never about a guy going somewhere else. Think, think about it, though. Tom Brady had issue in the organization in New England, mm-hmm. which was part of his departure. That's not the case 
it, I want to say Oakland, Golden State, San Francisco. That's not the, the case. The Bay. That's <laughs> not the case in the Bay Area. There is no issue. Steph Curry is planted. I mean, like really planted in the Bay Area. Is a huge difference in football with Tom Brady in New England. LeBron James was always a bounce-around guy. He displayed that when he left Cleveland the first time and then goes to Miami, then goes back to – that's who LeBron is. Steph Curry is a Golden State Warrior through in, period. I I don't see it. I just – no, not at all. Things do happen. But Klay Thompson is there. He'll be coming back at some point in time. Draymond's getting a little bit older. They've drafted well. They've got Wiseman sitting there. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Wiggins. But if you get Clay back and that band gets back together, they will start to make a run and a push at competing heavy in the Western Conference again. No question. We got to run. But James in Portland, real quick, you are in total agreement with Key. Oh, 100%. You know, Key, he knows basketball. You know, he played football, but he knows basketball, and I yeah. appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. He that. basically called to say there's no way he's leaving Golden State. No, he's that not. That was the point of his he's, call. He's, you know, man, he's good. Never Family, say never. they, man, they love the Bay Area. Like, that's, but you never say never. You're right, Trav, but there's nothing that points. No, there's no smoke. There's, there's, there's no there's smoke, nothing. but I would imagine LeBron can be a fairly persuasive guy when he wants to be. We've seen LeBron yeah. maneuver before to get guys to come. I, I, I think Steph Curry will retire a warrior, but I'm not going to say it could never happen I, because I've seen it happen too many times to too many other guys. No well, doubt. I mean, I would take it in L.A., but he's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he showed a little bit of irritability this year after games, which I kind of understand. It's a side of Steph we haven't seen before, but losing will do that to you. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. You could say big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat insurance, and you can visit Progressive.com to find out more on the way a three-point nba champion on the three-point tear that steph is on inside the mind of steph from a guy that could shoot the lights out himself who is that we'll tell you next kjz this morning on espn2 and smart speakers everywhere just tell your smart speaker to play espn radio curry another three bang steph curry does it again Working here in Philadelphia in the shooting zone like very few have ever been. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This was with us yesterday, uh, Doris Burke, ESPN NBA analyst. She's speaking the truth right there. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including Tim Legler, Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Think about it. This is the NBA's 75th anniversary. And Doris is right. We've never seen anybody shoot like this. You'll be telling your kids' kids about watching Steph Curry. Speaking of anniversaries, I mentioned this yesterday, but it's a it's a poignant one. So let's just tie Key and Tim together. It's the 25th anniversary of Key going number one overall in the NFL draft. It's the 25th anniversary of Tim Legler's great three-point shootout win at NBA All-Star Weekend. Tim could shoot it. Like few others, definitely the best shooter at the ESPN Rec League, for sure. (laughs) And he joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Tim, just take us inside, just from your mentality, your mind, physically, mentally, as a shooter. When you're watching him right now, as a shooter, NBA guy, what are you thinking when you're watching him? Well, I'm thinking to myself, you know, you think about any sport, any athlete, any particular skill set that we're talking about within that sport. And everything is pretty much debatable. I don't care what you come up with. You're going to be able to debate multiple guys in the conversation, best at this, best at this, whatever it may be. To think that you have a guy who has taken a skill that every single person that's played basketball, it's the first thing you learn how to do is take a ball and put it in a hoop. I don't care if you're two years old, three years old, Everybody starts out doing the same thing because that's the ultimate object of the game. And to think that you have a guy that not only is the greatest shooter of all time, that almost seems silly to say it because he is so far ahead of whoever you want to put second. It's mind-blowing that you can separate yourself from everybody else who's ever done it to the extent that he has. And to think at 33 years old, you had seen everything that could mesmerize you about this guy. Uh, and he still continues to blow our mind. In fact, he's in the stretch that's the greatest offensive stretch of his career. So imagine taking someone who's an all-time great, and now you can freeze a moment in time and say, this was when he was at his best. We're seeing it right now. And that's coming from a guy who's a two-time MVP, a unanimous MVP, a three-time champion, and yet here we are in the midst of the greatest run that he has had at 33 years old. That's what I'm thinking about when I watch it. I never thought I was going to get Steph Curry to blow my mind again because he's done it so many times. But you think, okay, I've seen the best of Steph, and yet here he is doing it again and giving us an all-time great run. And it's, man, is it fun to watch. And he's reminding us all, guys, that this was the most entertaining player in the NBA before KD went to Golden State. And, And they kind of cannibalized that a little bit, each of them, to win. But now he's thrust right back into that again because he doesn't have KD. He doesn't have Klay Thompson. It's Steph's show, and this is exactly what it looked like uh, before KD arrived when he was the most entertaining player in the league. Legs, if, if Steph is clear-cut the best shooter by far, who's two and how close? 
I'll tell you what, for me, I think the next two guys I would put on the list are, are Clay Thompson and Ray Allen. And I think now you've got a pretty serious debate about which guy. Ray Allen probably got it it more it, with more versatility in the ways that he could shoot the ball deep from the three. I thought there was probably a six, eight-year stretch when Ray Allen was in the NBA. Every time I was asked who's the best shooter in the league, I would say Ray Allen. He was just the guy to me. And then Clay came along. Obviously, Steph went to a different stratosphere, but Clay also came along. And now you go, man, maybe it's Clay Thompson because he gets it off so quick. He holds it so high. He is actually, over the course of his career, he's been more combustible, is the word I like to use, than even Steph. Because when Clay goes off, it's historic stuff. You know, when you're talking about scoring 60 points on 12 dribbles, you know, things like that. Nobody's ever done that in the history of the league. So I think now you've got a serious conversation between who may be second. Those would be my two guys. But again, I think there's a significant gap between both of those guys and Steph Curry because it's also not just about shooting the three. Steph is ambidextrous on his finishes. He's got an array of floaters, runners. He can do it either hand, off the dribble, off the catch from distances that have never been seen before. So for me, it's Steph, you know, head and shoulders, and then now the debate begins. Okay, Tim, educate me real quick, because for me, I want you to put this in perspective. 72 threes made in 10 games by Steph. See, me, I'm like, oh, man, this is what he does. I expect for him to make 200 because it's Steph Curry. He can do it blindfolded. Is that just – help me understand how insane that truly is being a three-point shooter yourself. Well, think about this. So he's out there, and I mentioned the guys that he doesn't have with him right now. And he also doesn't have another starter, James Wiseman, a rookie who's out for the year. So he's out there. Everybody in the building knows what's about to happen. Every defense, obviously, is completely geared toward trying to take this away from him. Um, And yet he's still doing it, and he's doing it at unprecedented levels. Uh, How is it possible? Well, it's possible mainly because two things. One, he's got the most underrated handle probably in the history of the league. So his ability to play these tight windows, even when he's guarded, and escape and elude and and create separation because of that handle, I just think it's the most underrated aspect of his game. I think he's got a top five handle of all time combined with this shooting ability we're talking about. The second thing is where he's doing it from. You know, the distances with which he is shooting, it makes it almost impossible to ask bigs in particular when their man is setting a screen for Steph at 35 feet out. What big is comfortable doing that over and over and over again? And in fact, last night, that's where they got separation in the game. They, they, hit, they hit Joel Embiid with three or four of those in the fourth quarter. And you're asking a big guy who's your primary option offensively in the post to now turn sprint back try to get to the lane to protect and transition, and now you've got to sprint back out to the perimeter because your center that you're guarding is setting a pick at 35 feet and you're supposed to be up there showing to take that shot away. And by the way, even if you pull that off correctly, Steph's handle is so good, he's going to split the double team and get past you anyway, and now he's playing four on three. So to me, what I'm watching right now is, is, is you know you're talking about the greatest who's ever done it and doing it the best he's ever done it. So think about any great artist or whatever it may be. You know, you want to sit down and you're watching them create their finest piece of artwork and you're able to pull up a chair and watch them do it. That's what I feel like right now when I'm watching Steph Curry. And I think, listen, one more point I want to make about this. The reason you're seeing this now at 33 
He had so much time off the last year and a half, two years because of injuries. His legs are revitalized. It's obvious to me he is feeling an energy right now uh, and a freshness that most guys at 33 don't get to experience. And that is why he's back out there with a manic pace, the way he's running around and the way he's moving offensively. And teams are having an impossible task right now to try to contain him because he feels like he's 25 years old again because he missed a significant amount of time over the last couple of years. That's a great point. ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler is here. The irony not lost that this guy supposedly may not have been able to reach his potential because of ankle problems at the beginning of his career, and now it's the legs that Legs says has powered him to where he is. Let me ask you this. I'm going to set this up by saying that when Russell Westbrook won the MVP back in the 2016-2017 season, he did it because he had the first season-long triple-double, I believe, since Oscar Robertson in 61-62. But that Thunder team went 47 and 35, an achievement for the ages. This Warriors team is 29 and 29, and granted, obviously, that Thunder team played 82 games. This Warriors team will play 72, as everybody will, this regular season. 29 and 29, as you said, everybody knows what's coming. Nobody can stop it. Changing the way the game is played from an intangible standpoint. Could you put Steph Curry into the MVP discussion? He has to be, and I actually, going back you know, earlier in the year before we started having injuries pile up and guys started missing time, and it made this whole conversation more convoluted, I had Joel Embiid as my MVP probably going back to mid-January, and I haven't really wavered from that. Even though he missed time, I just think that's an overrated uh, characteristic. Now, if a guy plays 25, 30 games, no, obviously, but if Joel Embiid's going to get north of 50 games in a 72-game season, which it looks like he's going to do, and they're number one in the East, To me, that's enough time to see a guy play to say he's in the conversation. I felt Steph Curry earlier in the year would have been my second pick, but then, you know, he missed time, and they started losing games. They dipped below 500. And I know this isn't baseball. You know, A-Rod had won an MVP in a last-place team. That can't happen in the NBA. We get it. Winning really matters. But now that they are back again, winning games, and this is a team that continues to climb, I mean, they have a possibility here to maybe even avoid a play-in game. If that happens with what he is doing, if you don't put Steph Curry certainly in your top five, maybe some people would have him in their top three. I think it's ludicrous to not put him there when you look at the way he has to carry this team with what they have from a roster standpoint uh, and the guys that have missed time for that team. Steph Curry is the focal point on every possession, and he is still doing this and, and, and breaking records every single night and keeping that team afloat and making them interesting. And by the way, one last component to this. In a lot of ways, I feel like Steph Curry has salvaged the NBA regular season because of all of the star players that have missed time, all of the marquee matchups that haven't come to fruition because guys are missing games. It's not the same product when you sit down to watch two teams play and the stars aren't there. This run he is on right now has generated so much interest, so much fun, so much electricity. I really feel like he is saving the regular season. He's also now creating a prelude to what the playoffs are going to be when a lot of these other guys come back. So that should carry some weight as well because I really believe he's put the whole league on his back right now because all eyes are on Steph Curry, rightfully so, uh, and he is right now must-watch TV. So Steph absolutely should be in the top five if he stays healthy the rest of the year and the Warriors make the playoffs it's an incredible monumental feat to get that team there and by the way it'd also be very dangerous to play that team in a one game play in Mm. with that guy that hot coming in and also even a seven game series with a team like Phoenix or Utah whoever it may be the way he's playing 
and what he is capable of doing to destroy you defensively, man, who wants to deal with that going into the playoffs? So, man, has he created a storyline here as we head down this final month of the season. Tim, I'll give you a double-barrel question real quick. Lakers in the Nets. How worried should we be about those injuries to both those clubs? I think I know the answer, but go ahead. Yeah, look, I, I said all along, if the Nets, those guys are all healthy and they have enough time together, I think it's a wrap. I don't know how you're supposed to deal with that kind of firepower, but it's past the point now where you start to get concerned. Because I, I, I am legitimately, when you talk about seven games together, and you know, KD coming back, going back out again. I know it's not the same injury, but still missing more time. James Harden missing time. They still haven't been through very many one-possession game situations to try to figure out how they're going to run their offense in those moments. And that, to me, is what we're talking about. Defensive chemistry, sure, that's important. But ultimately, these guys are going to win games because of their shot-making, and they've got to sort through every situation at the end of a game Let's say it's a 2-2 series, and now you're in a one-possession game on a game that could pivot the entire thing. They have not been in those kind of pressure-filled moments to see how they're going to handle roles and responsibilities and acceptance on certain possessions. And that, to me, is starting to become a legitimate concern. I'm less concerned about the Lakers. I just think LeBron James has so many different ways he can beat you. Um, that eventually he's going to figure it out. So I'm not as concerned about the Lakers as I am about the Nets, who require so much offensive chemistry to pull this off, and they have none right now amongst those three players. So, look, it's starting to get to that point. You know, it, it, what's, what is it Yogi Berra said? It gets, it gets late early out here. That's what I feel like right now with the Nets a little bit. Uh, and they, they've got to get these guys back and get in and say at least you know, eight, ten games together so they can figure out some of these scenarios at the end of games. Of course, they're also going to get a first-round series that should be light work, and that's going to give them another four or five games to sort through. So it still probably is enough time. But, yeah, look, it's legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. Yogi also said when you come to a fork in the road, take it. And it's always great to take a few minutes to talk with <laughs> Tim Legler. Great stuff, Tim. Thanks for the perspective this morning. You got it, guys. On the way in one minute, Lance Fields, Jones, our NFL quarterback says one of those guys, Lawrence Wilson, one of those guys has the best tape of all. And it's not the guy you're thinking. We'll talk about that in one minute with the draft nine days away. But first, this Sports Center updates. Step off a screen. Right sideline fades and fires. He got another one. <laughs> Steph Curry, he's on a different level. He's playing in a different universe than the rest of the NBA. Yep, you're right. That was on 95-7, the game. And just to emphasize everything Tim Legler just said, he had 49. They beat one of the NBA's best teams last night in the Philadelphia 76ers. He scored 30 points in 11 straight games. After 16 years, Alex Smith is done in the NFL, calling it a career. The comeback player of the year decided... He won't come back for one more season. Former number one overall pick. Struggled out of the gate, but then found his footing in Kansas City, mentored Patrick Mahomes, and then again that one great season in Washington as well. Best of luck to Alex Smith in his future endeavors and the future endeavors for Gonzaga freshman guard Jalen Suggs. We'll be hooping 
in the NBA soon. He made it official, declaring yesterday he, of course, forever, no matter what he does in the NBA key, he'll always be known for that shot against UCLA. (laughs) I thought you'd appreciate that. Against the Bruins. Uh, And then yesterday, even though Gonzaga lost Jalen Suggs, they did pick up the nation's number one recruit in Chet Holmgren, both Suggs and Holmgren from Minnesota, former AAU teammate. SportsCenter brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out every game's a chance to create momentum. To make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot, it takes momentum to get through the playoffs, and it takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. It's a long way to go to go play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I always laugh, Key, because we're in the silly season, and I know we got to couch things, but anytime you say somebody has a chance, you're always giving yourself the out. <laughs> He's got a chance to be great. But then again, I told you, their chances are he, he might not. This NFL Draft Preview brought to you by Sherwin-Williams for expert advice and on the very best paint. Stop into, inside your local Sherwin-Williams store for all of your game day needs. It's great to have our game day quarterback, Dan Orlovsky, spent 12 years in the NFL. And one thing you may not realize is Dan spent so many Saturdays watching and commentating on college football. So this is the perfect confluence to have. Played in the league, but analyzes the college game. And he joins us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. All right, Dan. You said that Mac Jones, of all the quarterbacks, yeah. has the best tape. I don't know yeah. anybody that watches more tape than you. So uh, why is that? It's just the reality. Z. His, his tape is the best. I mean, if when, we're, when we're kind of figuring out what's the, the crux of what quarterback play is, it's do you throw the ball to the right guy at the right time at the right location? And he does that on the most consistent basis. And I would say this. You know, we're getting into a place in the NFL where, like, everybody on the defense is just incredibly athletic. Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State this year, ran 4-3. Okay, so like everybody on the defense is going to be like a 4-4 guy, so to speak. And having an athletic quarterback is awesome. That is such a benefit. But at some point, the faster the defense is, the speed of the quarterback isn't going to be as impactful. I need you to play fast as a quarterback. Like, and that's all-encompassing. Know where to go with the football. Do it really quickly. Place it in the right spot. All that. Mac Jones does that the best in this draft. His tape doing that is the best in this draft. He also had the most kind of um, NFL similar scheme. Steve Sarkeesian, their OC. Um, they, like the most NFL similar scheme. So tape-wise, just off the tape, Mac Jones is the best tape out of the big five this year. Mm, mm, mm. So who do you have 49ers taking at three and why, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, Key, I still think it's Mac Jones. I have felt it's Mac Jones for a while now. Um, why? Because of the things I just said about the, the pace of play and how well he operates it. The simplest way I could say it with this is, is this way, Key. I think that the San Francisco 49ers win a lot of football games with Mac Jones. And I don't think they'll lose a lot of football games with Mac Jones. If they decide to go Justin Fields or they decide to go Trey Lance, I think they can win a lot of games because of those guys. Because they're their quarterbacks, right? Justin Fields, um, his athletic ability, the big physical player that he is. Trey Lance, again, the, the comfort in that play-action pass system. Again, big athlete. Those guys can do more with just the X's and O's. I think San Francisco would win more games because of those dudes. I also think that those guys have more 
flaws or warts in their games that they've got to get rectified at the NFL level. I think Justin Fields' mechanics, release-wise, I don't love, and he's deliberate. I think Trey Lance mechanics with his footwork, I don't love. And there is a question mark, right, because of where he comes. That is a fair thing. And so I think if you fix those things, you'll win a lot of games because of those guys. But if you don't, if you don't kind of close that gap because of those flaws or warts, you'll lose a lot of games because of those guys as well. And there's that variance, right? And I think that's the difference between those two types of players and Mac Jones. And if Kyle Shanahan is tired of being the guy to kind of carry the offense and he wants a player to go above and beyond the X's and O's, then it will be a Justin Fields or Trey Lance at that selection. Dan, you tweeted out, you don't draft a quarterback on production. Yeah. You draft a quarterback on projection. What does that actually mean in relations to these top quarterbacks in the draft? Help well, me understand I, that. Because I don't, I don't care what the quarterback did versus certain teams. or oh, You know, he's, he's 5-0 and versus the top 25. Or, because key – Production is a dependent result. A quarterback's production is a dependent result. Did my wide receivers get open? How many screens? I was six for six on screens behind the line of scrimmage that went for 150 yards. I threw for 350 yards versus the number one defense in America. You know, so like, what was my play calling like? How did the offensive line play? It's all the production is a dependent result where the projection is individualized. What is the player? What is, what is the players' skills and talents and traits? How do they play out on the football field? And what will they play out, play out on the football field like in five years? And that's why it's a projection thing. Rather, This player did this versus this conference. Oh, Trey Lance, he didn't really have to play against good competition. You know, all his numbers were against, you know, these things. I don't really care about that. I know a lot of quarterbacks that were super productive in college. I can go on a crazy list of guys that lit up the SEC or lit up the Big 12 or lit up the Big 10 or lit up top 25 defenses that didn't transition into the NFL because they didn't have the skill set and traits and talents that were going to be necessary to do that. That's why at the quarterback spot, the production of the player, I don't care about as much as the projection of the player. Dan, you know, you covered college football and you watched it, you broke down the film, all of those sort of things. Last season, the start of the season, whatever that was, October, September, yeah. Trevor Lawrence was 1A. Yeah. Justin Fields was 1B to some, maybe 1A to some. Why all of a sudden now in silly season, people have pushed him down at to probably the fourth or fifth best quarterback in this year's draft today? Doesn't mean that that's going to happen on April 29th. Yeah, I think Justin Fields is, is the third best quarterback in this class, and I think he's closer to two than he is to four, okay? Um, I have remained steadfast in that. Why have people dropped him down? I do think that people got scared of the Indiana and Northwestern performances. Okay, now I've kind of attacked that a little bit because Indiana, I don't think Justin Fields played terrible against Indiana. Number one, people who don't really uh, religiously follow college football hear the name Indiana and they think, oh my gosh, he played bad versus Indiana. Indiana had the fifth ranked defense in college football last year. Very, very good defense. And it was very, um, very similar to like a Baltimore Ravens defense where they threw crazy pressures and crazy coverages at both Justin Fields and Ryan Day. So he had some bad plays, two or three bad decisions, 
But overall, the game, you weren't going, oh, my gosh, this is just an awful performance. And then versus Northwestern, he did have his number one receiver. And, again, people here at Northwestern are going, Northwest, number one defense in college football last year was Northwestern, okay? So I think those two performances have scared people a little bit. And, again, key, candidly, there are parts of his game on the football field that give people hesitation. His mechanics throwing are a little bit abnormal. And I'm going to get into that draft week big time. It's a little bit abnormal, and that might give people some hesitation. He is deliberate with what he's going to do with the football. I'm staring here, my eyes, my head, my feet, my body positioning. I'm throwing the football there. And that's deliberate in the NFL. That's telegraphing in the NFL. And I think those are two things that are giving people a little bit of hesitation on where he might be for their ranking. Hmm. It's fascinating. We are nine days away from having all of these questions answered, and then it's going to take years to answer the questions once they end up with their teams. It's a process. It's a journey, and we're well on our way to finding things. that. Nobody has receipts to these things that silly season holds. (laughs) Right, right. The Internet does. That's true. (laughs) The Internet always remembers. Dan, thank you very much. We'll look forward to having you on as we creep closer to the draft. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. That's up to 50% less than the other guys, Straight Talk Wireless. On the way, we spent a good portion of the hour talking about the greatness of Steph Curry and some record-breaking feats. But guess what? Steph's not the only guy in the NBA that's on the verge of an all-time great league accomplishment. We'll dig into that after Key has this from Indeed. Regular job sites can take days to find the right candidate. With Indeed, it can take seconds. That Thanks to Indeed Instant Match, it searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database and instantly finds you up to 20 people whose resumes match your job criteria. Want to narrow the list even further? Add an Indeed skills test to see a candidate's skills that go beyond their resume. Maybe that's why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Greeny coming back your way on Tuesday with Todd McShay as we continue to count down the days to the NFL draft. He's got all the insight you need and we'll take your questions. It's Greeny starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We're under the amount of different sports we're going to hit here. Multiple. Take the over there. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. Your calls, your thoughts on the amazing Steph Curry coming up at the top of the hour. All right, Evan, take it away. All right, over under brought to you by Mortal Kombat. See it in theaters and on HBO Max this Friday, rated R. Russell Westbrook is now nine triple doubles away from Oscar Robertson's all-time record. Over under, it will take him 11 games to get to that mark. And that's that includes this year and the rest of his career, right? Yes, he is seven oh, straight, yeah, and last night he's over. he got it against the Thunder. He has it against all 30 teams now. Yeah, that's easy, man. It's over. This one's tough because I'm just looking at the games here. Can he do it here in the span that Evan asked for? They're playing the Nuggets. They're playing the Jazz. They're playing the Clippers. But then again, they're also playing the Kings twice. They're playing the Knicks. So I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. You're asking for it, Ev, here in the next 11 games, right? Yes. Oh, the next 11. That's what Nine I just asked you. I said, 11 games. I said the rest of his career, and you so, said yes. Right. So he's asking here in the next 11 games, can Russell Westbrook give you nine triple doubles? I just reeled under, off the competition. Under. I'm going to go. I'm going to say... I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you. There's a, just a mixed bag of competition. Yeah, just a little bit too stiff here. So since Russell Westbrook came into the league, actually, he has eight triple doubles against the Jazz. The Jazz in all of their regular season games during that time have won. Crazy <laughs> stat. Joel Embiid over under one and a half career MVPs. Okay. So does he win two? Is the question, Kate? Under. Because when is he gonna win it? Is he going to win it this year or are they giving it to Joker? And okay. then if they, and if they give it to him, now, you know, now you start talking about next year with, with, with Steph and LeBron healthy and Harden healthy and KD healthy. You know, you start. So I don't think if he don't get it this year, he ain't going to get one for a while. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. I think he will get it this year, which will give him one. But obviously, he still needs two to win this particular wager Evan is talking about. I do think it's a guard-oriented league, not to say that he can't be great. You got to also be able to extrapolate his health moving forward, which is certainly no guarantee with Joel Embiid. And once you give it to a big guy, the quote unquote storyline of giving it to the big guy goes away because you gave him his one. So I would say he gets one, but getting two might be too much. If Mac Jones doesn't get drafted third, over under 15th overall as the draft spot for Mac Jones if he doesn't go third. Pat sitting at 15 at the moment, Key. I would say under. Yeah, I would say under. I would say under, too. I just think right now we're at a place where any team, when there's a quarterback like this available, you just got to make the move to grab him. Even, honestly, if it's a team that doesn't need a quarterback in an obvious situation, I just think the run on quarterbacks in this league and the ability to possibly flip that guy early on to another team is something you've got to take into account as well. When you've got somebody with that sort of draft capital hanging out there, and you have the opportunity to grab him and keep him or flip him 
or preserve somebody at the most important position in the NFL, you absolutely have to grab him. I can't see him slipping out of the first round or even halfway through the first round. It's interesting because the Patriots are sitting there, but I sense and I feel that the Patriots ain't, they like, we got Jared Stenham. That's the same guy to us. We we like Cam Newton style now. So, you know, if he falls to them, I could see them trading out and letting somebody come up and get him. That wouldn't be a surprise for Belichick trading out, nah, <laughs> right? Nah. That, that's his draft day motor modiferandi for All sure. Right. Speaking of Alabama, over under six players in the first round from Alabama this year. Under. I would say under. It, it'll be like five. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, that's what'll happen. That that whoever that six guy could potentially be won't go right. Everybody be like, oh, he was supposed to go at twenty nine. It's like, well, instead of twenty nine, he's going at thirty three. That sort of deal. Mel and Todd are coming out with their alternating mock drafts. It's going to be released at eight a.m. Eastern, so just a few minutes from now on ESPN Plus. I will mention in Mel's own latest mock draft, his individual version, he does have six Alabama players, with the sixth and final player being Christian Barmore, uh, a big hog up front for the Crimson Tide. Just a quick point of fact here, Key. Just the race between LSU and Alabama. I mentioned this the other day, but it bears worth repeating. You love that. Last year, Alabama had 14 guys. Excuse me. Last year, LSU had 14 guys drafted. The whole race between Alabama and LSU, the arms race in college football. This year, according to Bell, you got six Bama players and only Jabbar Chase for the Bayou Bengals. So if there's one constant in this sport, it's not Clemson. It's not Penn State. It's not USC. It's not Texas. It is Alabama. All right, last one, guys. Kyle Pitts draft position, five and a half over under. I would say under. Yeah, I would say under. I, I, I just think that slightly, though, he'll fall, you know, seven, somewhere in there. I'm with you. I just think if you're top four right now, you got to take a quarterback. There's a reasonable case for all the top four teams to take a quarterback. The Bengals don't need a quarterback at five, and if you're giving me five and a half, I got to say he'll be picked outside of that range. Teams that need a quarterback will grab one, no ifs, ands, or buts, and the Bengals will grab a guy to protect their quarterback, so I'm with you there. And that'll do it for over under. The Russell Westbrook one will be one to watch. This is a 20-38 and 38 team, but it's the one reason to watch the Thunder. The Warriors are a 29-29 and 29 team. The greatness of Steph, your calls. That's next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.